welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Welcome to Neon Twilight with Solaris Blue Raven on Nightlight Radio. We're so very honored that Solaris is spending at least one night a month with us, bringing her wisdom and her knowledge and her humor and her insight uh, and all her good stuff with her. And and it's, it's such a pleasure that she joins us because she adds so much to the, the meat that that uh, Nightlight Radio is able to put out there for everybody. I know a lot of you follow her on uh, Revolution Radio and, and again on KCOR and have started to follow her here, which we are very thrilled with. And especially tonight, we have such juicy topics. I can't wait to get into them. So um, welcome to the show, Solaris. Well, thank you, Barbara. It's great to be here as always. Well, you're always so much. You're so much fun. It's it's such a delight to have your brain to pick on and and to look into different aspects of different areas. And you know, you've been oh, you've been around so long. You have so much wisdom to share. Well, I have. Doesn't mean you're old. You have too. Well, yeah, we're no, like I mean, we were talking about in the forest. Yes, crones, crones. We there you we go. Both hit the crone age. And I don't know who named it the crone age. It had to be a man. Um, Because have you noticed there are no male crones? Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be called a uh, senior fairy or, you know, something that has a little more sparkle to it rather than you know, crinky bones and, and, you know, wrinkles and everything else. I mean, there should be a title that is of benefit to the, to the, to the good stuff we have inside as opposed to the outside that, is, that does tell time. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you can just go by the, the, the queen or the, I don't know, some kind of a fairy queen. That sounds good. Oh, I'll take just that. Just create a title. I'll take that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just to me. To me, it's it's just okay. 
if you have the wisdom of time, and you know we have the wisdom of our time. We, we mm-hmm. not, may not have the wisdom of all time, but certainly we've gathered a lot, you know, being in the field as long as we have. It seems that there should be a title that depicts the the levels that we have achieved just through senior. Senior, we could be senior mm-hmm. something. Well, you know, I love I'll that take title. A, but yeah, seniority in the illusion of right. There you go. Yeah. Clout. We're going to have to work on this and and develop a better word than crone, you know, because... Yeah, I don't care for crone. Yeah, that doesn't really work for me either. Is it it that, you know, after the age of 50, a woman is in the crone stage of life? Is that what it is? Well, I I don't feel like a crone, to be honest with you, but who knows, you know. I I think you're as long as you you feel. You're as as young as you feel. So, you're feeling okay? You know, you sound a lot younger than you... You know, you are. So I think that's the whole concept of your consciousness and your energy and the sparkle that oh, you I still think, contain. Oh, totally. I I, <clears throat> I think that when you do something you love, it keeps you young. And I <laughs> love this work. So, you know, and I get excited about it. And, and I'm especially excited about tonight because um, our topic is a good one. And I've heard a lot of people wondering and I've had a lot of people calling me and saying, you know, I just don't know why I'm here. I don't want my know what my purpose in life is. And you know, they there's there's a people are for some reason becoming very very um concerned about what's my purpose in life? Why am I here? What is the purpose, you know? And and it's not so much job or family or whatever. It's it's spirit it's a spiritual question they're asking. And it's hard to answer. Right, yeah. Well, they're now questioning the program, I guess you could call it, because you, a lot of people spend their lives in, in this program, you know, they call life, and at some point the consciousness kind of surfaces up and says, what's really going on here? I think that's what you're coming uh-huh. across from a lot of people. You know, they're seekers, you know, and, and nothing is really fulfilling them as far as, um, from my observation, unless you're doing some research or you're doing some spiritual work. Uh, most of the time they just kind of float along, you know. And, and that's not going to get you anywhere. I mean, it might get you okay um, in a good space financially, but, you know, there's bigger scenery. Well, yeah, and, you know, a lot of the people that are that are uh, calling and asking the question are very intelligent people, you know, psychologists, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, okay, so I have this Ph.D. and all of these other titles, and I work with people to help them get their life together, yada, yada, but what is my purpose? Why am I here? And you know, it's 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 hard to it's hard to get these people to understand that they're analyzing something on an intellectual level when it is a spiritual concept that is that is bugging them. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Yeah, at that point, I would recommend probably meditation, is crying, or or something where they're dialing into their own psyche and their subconscious and spirit spiritual bodies, you know. Take a look at that. Have you found have you found that the more intelligent a per- person it is, the harder it is for them to let go into a meditation? I think so. I think they're very analytical and, and sometimes mm-hmm. you know their their wheels are spinning so fast they have to decompress and you know with that I would say just do some kind of qigong or tai chi try to dial down a little bit. You could still be in that mode of, of consciousness, but at least kind of be in that realm of spirit 
I, I do see that quite often. It's a program. It's just the way they're configured insofar as how they function from day to day. And it makes sense. I mean, if you spend time doing a certain thing and you get to that repetition, well, it's hard to kind of, you know, break orbit with that. It's just you keep going with it and going with it. I, I have that problem myself, you know, sometimes. So I've got to switch gears uh-huh. a little bit here and there. I think everybody comes across that at some point. But we always have this spiritual benchmark where we're not looking the way others do, at least from my observation. Well, I know that there are, there are times when, especially at night, when my, my brain just won't stop. You sit back and you say to the brain, look, you, you know, you need to have a certain number of hours sleep. And, and, you know, yeah, but, you know, I'm really rolling on this. And, you know, I and you know, you lay down and your eye, your eyelids close, but your eyeballs are wide open. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. did you think about this? And it's just, it, it's phenomenal. So um, it's almost mm-hmm. like a panic attack. When a panic attack hits, um, I advise people to um, fold laundry, rearrange the medicine cabinet, to just to take their attention off of off of what what the panic is doing to them and focus on something mm-hmm. else because as soon as you focus on something else the panic goes away. Yep, absolutely. But, but, it, yeah. but, it, but at yeah. the time you think you're going to die. You know, mm-hmm. speaking of yeah, speaking agree. from some someone who has had panic attacks, it's like I can I can remember one night laying in bed saying all right, I know this is a panic attack, but it does feel like a heart attack. So if I wake everybody up and and go to the hospital and the hospital says she's having a panic attack, they're going to look at you and say, you know, you cried wolf. So do mm-hmm. I just die here to prove a point because I'm really having, you know, it's like maybe I should just stay here and die of the heart attack so that they can say, well, she should have said something. But, you know, you, you go through that analytical thing of I know it's a panic attack, but it feels like I'm having a heart attack. And, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. just... It's 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 quite a dilemma, and uh, mm-hmm. I remember my mother my mother used to have um, panic attacks, and I said to the doctor, you know, her panic attacks are exactly the same symptoms of a heart attack. How do I know which is which? And he said, mm-hmm. well, panic attacks usually just last a half hour, and I said, but isn't that the magic half hour? <laughs> yeah. Really, <laughs> he, he said, "Actually, it is. <laughs> Call fast oh, after a half hour." But, but well, so, I, yeah. Go ahead. It's 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 it's. I'm I, I'm seeing so many people just going through such such incredible frustrations. It's almost like they feel the end is coming, and they have to. We have to do something good to tie it all up in a good bow, you know, before before they check out and it's not that mm-hmm. that I see the end of the world or anything but it it does feel as though people are feeling pressured to to change their lives but not know how right yeah it's kind of like at some point if you ask me I mean at some point they've reached a plateau on their path working and, and now we're going into a new frontier so it's not necessarily the end of the world but it is a new beginning and a new phase in my opinion in a brand new configuration uh-huh. And with that comes a whole different blueprint and state of consciousness. That's just me. That's the way I'm looking at it. But uh, when people have that, you know, we talk about the panic attacks, and I think a lot of people are very hypersensitive to psychic energies and atmospheric conditions where they just pull it in. I mean, you know, your Pisces draw it all in energetically, and you can really um, you have to create certain filters to get rid of that or at least take uh, control of the breathing. I think once they start taking control of the breathing mechanisms, then they realize they can, they can ground and center and, and just kind of ride through that wave of energy, whatever it is. This is my two cents. Well, you know, you know, first, first we had the pandemic, which mm-hmm. which shook everybody, 
and gave everybody a chance to sort of take take uh, take stock of their life and and you know what can I change what should I be doing and and then once they realized that, that perhaps there was something missing, then it was like, what is it that's missing? And then I would say of late, um, in the last, well, in the last week or so, no, it, it, since, since the war in the Ukraine started, there has been a different energy around. Everybody has been on edge. And then, then the hurricane hit, mm-hmm. and... That you know that old the old from from Star Wars there was just a disturbance in the force. Well, there was a disturbance in the force, and everybody, whether whether they're they're psychic or or empathetic or whatever, everybody felt a nervous tension that they haven't felt before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, well, that's once again plugging and, uh, into that. Mm. Yeah. Now I heard somebody suggest that harp was in that harp caused the hurricane. Um, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know they have uh, weather manipulation, and that's a weaponized atmosphere to some degree. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to steer or amplify or magnify a hurricane. I don't know if it's actually coming from harp or not, but I do know we have a weaponized uh, what I call the weaponized biodome. So highly possible, highly possible, especially looking at the targeted area. Anything is possible yeah. at this point. And that would also create kind of an energetic, that's kind of like, you know, molecules in the microwave kind of thing I would compare it to. When it comes down to people's personalities uh-huh. and how they get just charged up. It, it reminded me of 9-11 a little bit because before, I don't know if you remember, but uh, for a lot of people, they were they felt like something was wrong before it happened. They were kind of dialed into right. something not right. And I think that happens quite often, whether it's nature or weaponized atmosphere or anything else. So that was a pretty uh, strong storm over there. Well, yeah, it hit us a five, I think. And um, yeah. speaking as someone who has lived on the coast and have been through hurricanes, the devastation was incredible. And mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised the, the loss of life has not has not escalated. You know, I mean, it's increased, but it's considering the damage, the the uh, loss of life is. Uh, not minimal, but it's not as great as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, so, <clears throat> so when you look at what's going on in the world, um, I, I have a, and and you know I'm going to go on record here, you know, which I hate to do, <laughs> but I have the feeling that that a nuclear weapon is going to be dropped. Wow. Well, you're good with your radar, and they have been discussing that. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't discount that. And you have to look at uh, well, you don't have to, but the idea behind timelines. You know, if your if your radar is telling you something, I would pay attention to that. Especially you, coming from somebody else, I don't know, uh, but you, you're pretty good about <laughs> predicting. Well, so. well, when when you see that he is withdrawing troops, mm-hmm. that to me would say he's getting troops out of the way. Um, right. I think I think he's being pushed into a corner, and I think he's crazy enough to drop a hopefully a small bomb. But um, it does feel like that is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, often I I predict things like the San the San um, 
not the San Andreas, but the um, the fault line, the the new Madras fault line, you know, erupting. And mm-hmm. every time I predict that it doesn't go, so I'm predicting it, it's going to go because if I predict it, it won't go. But um, it just okay. feels as though. <laughs> well, I I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's kind no, it of doesn't. like if it I pre- if I go outside and I work in my garden, I can guarantee you it will rain. It always right. happens. Washing cars, so, the same thing. Yeah. So, so, but, but my feeling is that this whole depopulation thing is is an ongoing thing, and I think that we really have to pay attention to it because I think there is a depopulation conspiracy happening. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and yeah, I agree. And I, you know, we we had been ta- we talked. Uh, previously when I messed up the time for the show, um, we talked about the fact that uh, I do believe that whoever the cabal is, and I'm not sure who they are, but whoever they are, they are they are trying to depopulate the earth. And um, one of the ways mm-hmm. has been in, in a, a genetic, looking for certain genetics, and that's what, um, that's what 23andMe and the um, the the Ancestry.com that was gathering genetics for the government, mm-hmm. and and when the um, when when we had you know when COVID started they were they were swabbing again gathering genetics, and I I believe now they're looking for those who have. Um, the most Neanderthal um, in in their genetics because that would take you back to the original um, human on the planet. That would be the purest form of the the manipulated genes that created us humans here on the planet at this time. Mm-hmm. And right. and I think they're try- mm-hmm. they're trying to wean the population down to the originals. And um, well, this is going to this is going to send everybody to their 23andMe and their and their ancestry to see how much <laughs> genetic DNA they have. <laughs> well, it's still a software program anyway you look at it. But what I also look at and what my books always communicate is, is the cosmic intelligence or ancestry connected to off planet, not necessarily here, even though we've incarnated here, and that takes it to a whole different arena and configuration of our DNA structure. So I look at it on a different scale. I think you're right in a sense of yeah, they're, they're profiling at the genetic level for sure. And that's where the bioweapons come in and how they can accommodate a certain targeted group of people, whether they're whatever origins they come from. So I think that's definitely going on. Uh-huh. Um, but, but I see it bigger than that. I see it way bigger. Like we are the cosmic okay. beings on a timeline and that this is a whole different arena and they do not want, in my opinion, any of us who are connected to that cosmic intelligence here because we bring way too much data, way too much. And they want to control the information and the flow of it, the information. That's just my two cents, but no, no, I, I totally agree with you, and I think that, that we're going to see at some point. Um, we're already seeing uh, with this 5G our our, um, our ability to communicate. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I I got a new phone, and my phone cuts out all the time now, and it should be even better than it than it was, but it's not. I think they're doing mm-hmm. something that will isolate us 
Now, the, the, the uh, pandemic isolated us, and I think that they're going to have to, and at some point they're going to take down the Internet, or they're going to cut mm-hmm. our electricity so that we can't communicate with one another because it, the, the more isolated they keep us, the more confused we get and the easier we are to handle. Right. Yeah, there's um, power in numbers to some degree when it comes down to that. Well, then you dial into the old way of doing things, which is the cosmic collective or the psychic collective. And I think at some point people will start connecting on that stream of consciousness. But you're right. They go through the trauma. They go through, um, you know, that that disorientation, especially if they lose the Internet. Because, you know, we had, for example, we, we lost power the other night. It was only for a few hours. But I was okay with it. But I know it's like people get weird if they don't have their Internet or they don't have access to their phone and their messages and this, that, and the other. So you can see how it would be kind of crazy for a lot of people to um, kind of just decompress from that whole program. No doubt. But I, I see that going, well, too. I've heard a lot of people talk about the Internet going down. Go ahead. I, I really, I, <clears throat> I think that that is um, something we're going to see. They had talked about um, rolling brownouts, which would be mm-hmm. the electricity going off. Um, they're talking about, you know, now that they've insisted on everybody buying electric cars, now they're saying don't charge them so that, so that even, even if you have one, you're, you're limited to about a 300 mile radius. That's ridiculous. So they're, re- so they're restricting, they're restricting travel. So mm-hmm. the, right. they are, they are, they are keep, they are isolating us and they are taking down our numbers, um, with, with bioweapons. Like crazy, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't even get in to see a doctor anymore. I mean, right. the last time I, I, the last time I needed to see the doctor because I had an ear infection, um, I called to make an appointment. And they said, "Do you have any symptoms?" And I said, "Not of COVID, but I have an ear infection." Well, you can't see the doctor. You have to do it video. And I said, "How will she take my blood pressure and look at my ear?" Mm-hmm. And they right. said, I'm sorry, the doc, the doc, so you can't, so I said, okay, so let me get this straight. If I'm healthy, I can see the doctor, but if I have a problem, I can't. Do you see a problem mm-hmm. with that? <laughs> yeah, what did she say? She said, <laughs> she said, I'm sorry, those are the rules. And I said, those suck. So, so in other oh. words, people can't go to the hospital unless they're healthy. Well, why would right. you go to the hospital if you're healthy? I mean, yeah, it, that's a, it just it, it it doesn't make sense to me. So no, it doesn't. So it's actually, if you ask me, well, it is. So I found a, a site in Canada where you can buy antibiotics, and I bought a bunch of antibiotics. Good for you. With, without, yeah, there are several. Um, you know, yeah. Go ahead. There, there, I I found one site where you can get almost anything. I don't think you can get you know the heavy duty drugs, but you can get a Z pack, and you can get you know, the stuff that normally you would want for for a virus or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh That's excellent. Yeah. There are some sites you can go to. Um there's one there's a lot of prepper you know channels out there too who have um uh-huh. contacts and lists of people. You can they'll do the virtual assessment on you and then they'll give you a prescription. And you can certainly bar, you know, purchase these things and it's everything you're mentioning, whether it's asthma medicine or antibiotics, uh, whatever you ne- you know you need. I think that's a great idea. I think they're kind of steering towards AI, vital scan in a sense. You know, what you're describing is, is take away the doctor, take away the nurses, and eventually just give it over to an artificial intelligence program where everything is like you wear a wrist monitor or something else even, and it just monitors your vitals and stuff. If they really want to get high tech 
in my opinion, I think that's what they're looking at. That would be down the road, probably, you know, 20 but years. But they're, they're taking... They're taking the humanity out of being human. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, and, I, and it's funny because I know a lot of people say that's the human side of things, but I'm wondering if it's more of the spirit the spirit of, of beings, and, and that's what people call humanity, because to me it's more about that consciousness, that beautiful spirit, that's pure energy, pure light, that is being attacked right now inside the vessel. So, um, yeah, I see it. I see a lot of that going on. It's, it's uh, unsettling. I know. Sure. I, I a movie I saw a gazillion years ago that that almost feels like it's coming into play. It, it was Soliant Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I'm not going and, there. You know, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but but when but you right. stop to think about it, they're destroying our food source. They're mm-hmm. taking away our energy source. They're putting us back into a third world or a fourth world situation i mean i have a freezer that i have stocked with food now um and and it gives me a feeling of comfort knowing i could go maybe a month or so i could probably go two months if i did a lot of peanut butter and jelly but you know uh, it's it's sort of like to have to prepare for shortages that are that are absolutely coming up with um you know the I don't think they can do a pandemic again. I don't know what they'll do, but they'll do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, look I at the price. Look at, look at look at the price of gas. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't. Well, there's always I something on the back burner, yeah, and it seems like it's drama too. If you notice, it's always derailing people into the fear and survival, lower chakra versus higher consciousness, uh-huh. where everything is smooth riding, and you have the gnosis of understanding everything's going to be okay. It's not even about faith; it's just about understanding the cosmic design and. And we really do have, in my opinion, it's, it's beyond a safety net. That's just what it is when you start riding those those waves. And this is what they've been creating rifting in, if you ask me. So we've got that linear stuff breaking down on that level of everybody's fixated and they're, they're stressed out. And you can see it. And you can read it in the energy field, no doubt. It's almost spiked. Well, what was it Obama said? You know, never, uh, you know, always make sure that you use a, uh, an emergency to your benefit. I think it was never yeah, under Never let a crisis go to waste power. or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're and, certainly taking advantage think, of everything, yeah. They are. And, you know, it's no longer, as far as I'm concerned, where, you know, we had the white hats and the and the black hats. Now mm-hmm. everyone has a gray hat. And I don't mm-hmm. know, yeah. I don't know personally, and, and I'm not, I, I'm not really politically oriented. I've always voted the person not the party so um you know i'm very i'm independent and and mm-hmm. i look at everything and and i don't like any of it no and i don't either the, yeah. the last election i wasn't reg- i wasn't registered so i couldn't vote so i felt very lucky that i could say don't look at me i didn't vote this year you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I, exactly I just, uh, but but you know coming up I I will be able to vote and it's it's very scary because people say one thing and then do another. Mm-hmm. Well, it's both sides and, of the same coin, you know, or two sides of the same coin rather. It's uh, right now it's so corrupted. I, I don't have much faith in the system itself and the political arenas. And they're just uh, it's a game show, you know. It's just such a circus. So I, that's why I'm always navigating onward insofar as cosmic consciousness, and I find. That's the stability, uh, believe it or not. It's not like we're living in la-la land. We're actually more stable in consciousness and our own abilities when we're, we're dialed into bigger spectrum of seeing 
what's really happening here, which is, yeah, they're so out of control. It's not even funny. Well, I think people do forget that we are a spirit on a human journey, not the other way around. And that, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, they forgot their essence. Yeah, and and I, I even it's it, it's it's hard to remember that when you're in a physical body and you're experiencing all the things that are buffeting you, but the reality is, you know, you're here to learn, and you know, this is part of the learning experience. And you know, frankly, I can't believe I needed this lesson again. But apparent, and you too. Um, <laughs> oh, I don't think so. No, you'll speak for me. I don't think so. I, I'm not here to play this game. I, I see it more clearly than ever. And I, we're not supposed to be here, in my opinion. I don't. I, whatever you've done, you don't really need to be here. We don't. If, if you're enjoying it, then that's fabulous. But my point is, we have better spectrums and bigger and bigger space-time configurations to dwell in, and not necessarily dying, but we're going into a whole different arena, in my opinion. I, I, I really don't think we were supposed to be here, and um, that's just my two cents, at least for me. I, I just, you know, it's been a weird ride, well, yeah. unnecessary ride. I used to start my shows a long time ago when I started this like 14 years ago. I would I always said I'm seeking the seekers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what I am seeking. I'm seeking people that have a a grasp to a certain extent on the fact that they're a spirit on a human journey and that that yes, there are ways they can apply the magic they have inside of them to their reality to help their reality. And, and to learn and grow from it. Um, mm-hmm. And and I think that, that it's important that people recognize, you know, it, it's, 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 it's almost like a teeter-totter. And if you understand that you have a physical and a spiritual side and, and they, will, they will feed each other if you're balanced, but if you're not, you're not balanced, somebody's going flying off into, the, into la-la land and you're stuck sitting on the ground with a, with a rear end that hurts. So, um, so it, it's so if this is the case, then what is the purpose of the Earth? What is the, you know, what's the purpose of the species being on the planet? What is this somebody's mm-hmm. playground? Is this, you know, are are we are we reality TV for aliens out there? You know, what is the purpose of the whole Earth project? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good question, but when you look at it on this timeline, just looking at the snapshot of what's happening here, it is a playground. Mm-hmm. It is a playground for people with playing God with a little G. It's a playground for those who have been um, using classified data, whether it's uh, reverse engineered technologies or artifacts, whatever it is they've gotten their hands on to create an illusion and delusion to program the mass collective and to lead them, lead them down a wrong spiral. So I see a lot of that going on. And so far as our history goes, I mean, we've had conversations before, we really don't have a benchmark for history. We can go with the full Akashic records. But what do we really have? We have people's words. We have books that say something. How is that accurate? How do we really know it's accurate? And I think that's the biggest thing we're looking at here. I mean, how much of it has been sanitized? And I'll tell you, I'm getting so jaded when it comes down to looking at, at history and a version of history here that you know, I'm probably not the best person to talk to <laughs> because I see everything as, you know, just take it with a grain of salt and follow your gnosis. And, you know, it is what it is, but just writing the stream of consciousness. But um, to me, I think there's more clarity with that. I, you know, I would agree with you because um, none of this makes sense. Mm-mm. And it you know, if there were if there were a lesson, if there were I'm having trouble connecting, I'll keep trying. <laughs> now, this is gonna this is this is this is this is a thing on my desktop that every now and then talks to me. 
I was doing wow. a reading the other day. I was doing a reading the other day, and and you know we were rolling right along, and suddenly it came in, it it, it burst in to um, and gave advice about smudging, and and it was actually something I was going to talk about, but hadn't. And wow, it was that totally theory? appropriate. Huh. Uh, no, nosy. Um, <laughs> what is it? It's a um, I forget what it's, oh, it's Alexa, a, is. It's it? It no, it's a a thing from Amazon, a, a desktop thing like that, and I think mm-hmm. it has her in it. But but let's just let's just say, for the moment um, look at what she said. And Coming we were from talking about, Yes. <laughs> That's good. Good. Maybe it'll get disabled. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you want it. <laughs> yeah. No, but but the reality is is humanity having trouble getting connected. Oh yeah. No, I totally agree. And the thing is with those particular programs, even they think that, like, some people look at it and say, oh, that's really wise. Look what it was going to say. But it's a mimic program, so it's basically modeled after people's conversations and psychics' conversations and even yourself. So you're looking at that kind oh, yeah. of template where it's taking the data codes. So they're not brilliant. There's nothing smart about these things. They're copycats. I just want to make that clear on these AI programs. I want to be AI programs. They're just, they're just programs of, of replication. But to a lot of people, uh-huh. they're impressive. And I know... There's even one, and it's really cool. I must say it's kind of interesting. There's a place at the bed and breakfast, uh, not to go on another sideshow, but it's in Salem, and they started using the, uh, I guess it's an Alexa, but they'll do these like little chants, these incantations for the lights to go up and down, and it does. It uh-huh. makes the lights go up and down and manipulates everything uh, by a charm, by a, by a something that sounds magical. So can you think, or, or I'm sure people out there listen, but you know the idea behind magic taking the form of um, of digital, you know, the world of, Amazon, so to speak, it takes it to a, a whole different level. And I hope I didn't derail the conversation with that, but I thought it was interesting when you mentioned that and that little program chimed in. So, what a, what a nosy program! Yeah, I mean, I turned <laughs> off the screen is blank. I mean, there was nothing, nothing to trigger it even. Um, but but you know, I I don't want to go back go back to where we were because as a species, I mean, are we? Are we like the little rats running through a maze, or is there more to us? Right. Well, there is more to us, but but people have been lied to since day one. So how would you know if you get if you enter onto a world like this and you have not even amnesia, if you just get deprogrammed into something that's a false matrix, and you, your entire life is encapsulated into this lie, you don't know any better. You don't know how what it's like to be a, a multiversal being and, and vast and intelligent. I mean, people don't really get it. They get little glimpses here and there. I think that's part of the problem. Is is that is that everything has been so socially engineered for so long that it's uh, it's really sad. And then when you start to have these breakthroughs in consciousness, you look at it like wow, and you and you leave that shell of what you were behind because that wasn't you to begin with. And and at least I can say that about myself. I mean, there are levels we shed, um, skins we shed that don't belong to us. And whether it's dropping density or just you know your state of programming, it has to be you have to let go of it, in my opinion, in order to um, see what's really happening here. So if that's not long-winded, but that's just the way I'm observing it. But how do you then function in the reality that you have been placed in at the same time moving along with your multi multidimensional concept of being too? How do you combine the two? I mean, are, are they they aren't um, they don't really coexist alongside, and yet they have to for you at this moment in time. 
you know, they're kind of like a harmonic, if you ask me. They're a frequency band to some degree, it's just my opinion. So you're looking at it, you're, you know, you're a multidimensional being here, but we're having a very, you know, a conversation that's more grounded, right, even though it seems very expanded. Um, so we are capable yeah. of going into different realms and, and being more grounded, being more analytical, being more emotional, being this, that, and the other, but we can dial into different realms. At least for me, I think we just learn how to calibrate and navigate, quite honestly. We can walk through the dream world, but we don't have to live in this dream world. And, and I think part of it is I, di- I didn't create this. I, I mean, I can say I've taken responsibility for what I've created. But when you look at the bigger spectrum of things, you know, the big game that's being played out, that's like, wait a second here. Who is really playing God with a little T? And I think that's a very big question that people should look at um, and not, not the idea behind, you know, religious indoctrination. That's just one avenue. There's something bigger uh-huh. behind the scenery going on. And I think a lot of it has to do with the cosmos, too, and what's, what's going on with our universe and, our, and the solar system everything else. And, you know, we can go to a lot of realms with those things. Well, and, you know, I, um, like you, I, I have a lot of people on, on Nightlight that I interview, and, you know, their their philosophies and their concepts certainly, you know, add, add a, a richness to my perception as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it does feel as though we are, um, if I if you look at Philip Lindsay with his root race thing, we're we're at we're at the bottom of this particular um, round of, of of the of evolutionary stuff. And the the further along we go, the more technical we get, the less spiritual we we get. And 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 at some point in time, there is some sort of and. According to his chart, it's like seventeen thousand years from now, but 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 there will be some sort of a catastrophe that hits the planet and wipes us down to a very small number where we start all over again. But every mm-hmm. time we start all over again, we do it on another on an, on another level, so that we're we're always you know progressing. But mm-hmm. but it's sort of it it to me. I I mean I can see the. The the technical side, I can see the um, intellectual side. I can see all of that going on, and I'm 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 horrified. And mm-hmm. and when you look at organized religions, they horrify me too. Spirituality is the only place to go where there is a sense of peace and tranquility, and you know it, you know we're we're moving forward, and and mm-hmm. it's um it's it's horrifying. Um, you know, it's, you look around and you think, you know, with all of our technological everything, and of course it's nothing compared to what's out there. So, you know, the technology we're seeing has nothing to do with what we actually have as a government, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that is, that is, you know, beneath the surface, ready to go to war someplace, Lord knows where. And, and it's, I mean, we we are as a species constantly preparing for war. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unfortunate, isn't it? And that's that's all part of the global um, manipulation, if you ask me. Whether it's one country or a unified country uh, or land, it's, it's the same scenario of of being uh, kind of like the the ones who were starting the wars. You know, the bullies, so to speak. And I look at that. I, I said it before. You know, off world intelligence doesn't pick the fights. Mankind does. Their military does all the time. Uh, they have to control and manipulate everything they come into contact with, especially if it's extraterrestrial or advanced in some way. Otherwise, it's being destroyed or disembodied or something's, you know, something's going on where it's dissected to accommodate what they want to create with their military weapons, you know. So, that's, you know, that's just the way they've been operating, as far as I can tell. It's no good, if you ask me. 
um, I don't appreciate it. And when I look at what you're talking about, too, um, you know, the idea behind life being it's self-replicating to some degree, and it says it's like a simulation, right? So, so they get wiped. So, it, so, for example, maybe we get wiped out in the illusion of, and then all of a sudden it comes back to the same game again, another level of the game. Of the, it's almost like a little game we're playing in video where we're going to the next level, but everybody, all the characters take, get taken down, and then there's another level. It's just like, this is ridiculous. And this kind of thing to me is a turnoff, energetically speaking. On, on a spirit, soul, consciousness, I'm like, whoa. That's got to stop. This self-replication has to go. And I think that's what we're getting to, the end of the cycle. I really think that's ending, at least for beings who are advanced and ready to make a jump. Well, now, I, I think one of the things that, that I've read here and there and it, it, is that uh, according to what I've read, and that doesn't mean that it's real, is that, that the earth plane is the only plane where, where the spirits take a physical avatar that... that on other other realms, um, it's more of a spiritual presence than it is a physical presence. Mm-hmm. Have you experienced that? Because I haven't. Well, you know, to me, I think you can take your, first of all, we're holographic and multidimensional. So depending on the space-time configuration, the frequency, we can reconfigure our bio suits and our biotech and our bodies. And it can look like an avatar, and it certainly can take on the formula of looking what people call human here, which in my opinion is not. That's actually extraterrestrial design. But, but when I look at it, I, uh-huh. I think that it's, um, it's not what people think it is here. And the idea behind, oh, we're just in physical bodies, well, you know as well as I do how you can calibrate that to a whole level of life body, Merkaba, and different levels of spirit, depending on the frequencies and how we're being configured here versus weaponization of the atmosphere and how you know, they're running interference and lowering our fields or, or doing something to not keep the harmony in balance. So I think it can take on a whole different spectrum. But I, I find that we, are, um, we can exist simultaneously in whatever formula we choose, and I, I do I get the sense that we can definitely take this biosuit with us and calibrate it to another space-time if we wanted to. Well, well, I think, you know, personally, I think that, that as a spirit, if we were able to create an avatar for this Earth plane, that we could create an avatar for any environment we chose to, to manifest mm-hmm. in. Yep. So, right. you know, it, we could be a green blob someplace and very happy. But um, I don't want that. No, <laughs> I don't either. I know you've told me this story there's of a green blob before. There, there are probably places where green blobs are very sexy. Who knows? Yeah, but, um, little frogs are cute. Well, you have to be a green blob to to appreciate it, I guess. But, That's right. But I, I just, you know, as powerful as the spirit is, I, you know, every now and then I, I kind of sit and think, you know, what we, what were I thinking? <laughs> oh, I know. The, you know what? Well, why be here? I mean, it's not mm-hmm. that I want—I I, I don't want to leave. You know, I love my family and stuff like that. But, but um, why? Why would one choose to come into this kind of an atmosphere? And, and I will—I will grant you that when I came into this lifetime, it was during World War Two, and mm-hmm. to get to the place where we are today. Is almost as frightening because the wep- well the weapons are so much more horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well they're much um, more advanced in the sense of the psychological manipulation. I mean, what they used to do back in the old days, even with MK Ultra, for example, is nothing compared to what they're capable of doing today with remote brain hacking, and that's a, that's a whole different scenario and that that hijacks everybody in a sense. But you know what what you're looking at. I mean, when you ask that, um, like who's driving the bus, for example, who's 
who's the operator behind your vessel while you're here, and why did you get here, and what happened in, in so far as your entry point when you entered onto this world and the illusion of. And I think for a lot of us, and you mentioned World War II, um, there was a whole different configuration going on, in my opinion, with um, the weapons they were using, plus what I call the star beings, who are descendants, you know, the, the light beings, rainbow beings, whatever you want to call them, who entered into this um, timeline and onto this world into their own, like, the bodies that we exist in, but, but the source of what we are, um, very advanced and accelerated. So, you know, maybe that's part of the equation is entering in due to what was happening with the configuration. But also think about the messages you're here for, for example, I'm just using an example, but you're bringing more light, you're, you're illuminating everybody around you, you're radiating energy that's raising their consciousness, which is separating them from the lies and the deception. So I think some of that is um, maybe some of the reasons we're here is to, is to shake up this, uh, this false, matrix and, and let it go once and for all. I think it's going. I really do think it's going. It's just a matter of how many people have to suffer in the process. But to me, it feels like it's moving. It's really, um, it doesn't have any place to go. It's so, it's so um, unstable. You know, you were talking about that earlier too. And um, it just feels very unstable, yeah, it, like the whole ground. And and it's it's almost as though we're still in that pandemic mindset. Right. And, yeah. They and, haven't healed from the trauma. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You know, think about how many people were psychologically manipulated and traumatized by that. I don't care what anybody says. You know, the people say they're okay and they keep going. They're not. They're not. I've been there. They're they're psychologically being impacted and they're just writing the trauma out. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'll keep going. I'll keep going. And they are not okay. And I think that's what's happened with a lot of the population through this whole event. I think we have we have almost. Well, I don't know how many, but I would say many. Uh, many people who are now suffering from uh, post-traumatic stress that don't even mm-hmm. realize yeah. it because of the pandemic. Oh, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, yeah. and I, I think and the other fire. thing that, that... Oh, yeah. Oh, it's 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 frightening. And and then you, then you have, you know, the, the chemtrails and the aluminum that's being dropped into the atmosphere that we're breathing so that that, you know, that that without... Without meaning to, we're breathing it, we're eating it, we're, you know, ingesting stuff. I mean, we're we're in a place where there is no way to get away from it, so that you have mm-hmm. to deal with it and try to de, you know, um, um, cleanse yourself of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's a it's little, you know, it's it's. Well, yeah, I mean, I. If you think, you know, when I was younger, it was, you know, I'm going to go to school, go to college, get married, and have children. That was that was what my life was going to be. That is not what my, I mean, I got married and had ch- child. Um, mm-hmm. But but from from 75 years ago to today, the perception of what life is and and what what you you do with your life has changed so radically. That mm-hmm. that it, it and not for the good. I agree. So how, yeah. So how do you fix it? You know. So well, among other things, however, we can write books, and you have mm-hmm. you have you have written a bunch of them, all of which I love. I haven't read the newest one, but you do have a new book out. You want to talk a little I have bit two about out, that? Actually, yeah, I do. Um, well, thank you. And, and it's actually a very um, thin book. This is extremely thin. I don't even know if you can call it a book, but I, I wanted to put it out the way it was insofar as just a, something that people can use and, and read quickly and just kind of whether they're navigating, maybe they're waiting for, I don't know, a flight or something. But any in any case, um, one of them is um, connected to, to spirituality in a sense of um, 
Well, let's go into the first one. It's Moonlight in the Water, which is alchemical uh, moon magic, which connects into more of the spiritual aspects of of lunar magic, but working with the moon, the elements of the moon, and just the idea behind it kind of takes you to another level of uh, transmutation through ascension, but but working with moon magic and and the energies and and what you can do to, you know, have um, charged water in connection to the moon and, you know, a little uh, advice here and there, little tidbits of information, um, sacred ceremony, has a little bit of a, a template for forest uh, ceremonies in the forest and, and how to tune in and do some scrying. And it's, it's a fun little book. It's just easy. It's not anything I put out that was high pressure. So I, I find that people will enjoy that. I'm actually going to put a companion booklet out for It's going to be a dream journal to that. So that'll be um, coming out as well. And that'll be kind of fun. So that's out. It's actually um, alive. It's alive. It's live. It is alive in paperback, <laughs> and you can also, you know, download it in Kindle. So then I have the Cosmic Travelers and Analysis of Time Travel, and that goes into many details. It's kind of an expansion on alien intelligence, but it goes more into um, calibration of, of of consciousness connected to time travel, how we can really traverse the galactic highway, and uh, kind of puts people in a different direction of the possibilities of what can happen when you do. So that's a whole different arena. But those are the two I've been working on, and they're there. And I put them out, and I, I was slow to put them out because my, my dog had passed in February, and I'm sure I probably missed that to you. Poor Lex, um, I missed him so much. But he uh, uh-huh. he just kind of put the stops on me. Energetically, I was like, I didn't want to finish anything, and I had to make myself finish these books. So um, I took a long break. And, you know, it's really hard, and I'm sure you can relate. When you take, you know, take your mind out of something for a while, and then you get back, and you're like, where was I in this book? What chapter is this? And it took a while, especially with the Cosmic Travelers and the analysis of time travel. It, it took me a while to recalibrate into that. Um, because I was just in another world and I, I didn't feel like writing. But they're out and they're live, and I think people will enjoy them. That's my well, thought. Well, animals, yeah, animals are a part of us. I mean, yeah, that, that's exactly. losing a big part of yourself. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. He was. He was part of my spirit, no doubt. I, I never had um, such a hardship connected to a loss of something until him. I mean, people, not even people. My goodness, it's been. it's just with something else, so... Yeah, I know he's in a good place in the illusion of heavens, but you know, as they say all dogs go to heaven. I believe that for sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. I, I know. Um, yeah. When when I I had a, a a Chelsea and a cat, both of them went within within a month of each other, and both of them were, were oh, wow. parts of me. And when 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 I it, it, I was embarrassed because I cried harder. <laughs> For those animals, mm-hmm. than when my mother passed away. <laughs> yep, likewise. Yeah, me too. My, my, my mother was sick for a long time, and she actually had gone years before she actually physically died. But so when she physically died, it, it was a you know, thank heavens she's finally at peace. But but mm-hmm. the others were a part of my life, and um, right. Oh my goodness, it was it was it was you know I. <laughs> they 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 stopped me at the post office. I had a post office box in Connecticut, and they um, I would open my mail there to get rid of the garbage mail, so I didn't bring it home. And and I would get you know one of the Rainbow Bridge ones, and I'd burst into tears. And people would say, "What's wrong?" And I would tell them, and then they would cry with me. And finally, uh-huh. the post office told me I had to take my mail home because they didn't want me having everybody <laughs> crying. <laughs> Oh wow! It, it happened about four times, and then they said, "You have to take your mail home. You cannot open it here." Oh, that's interesting. Well, people have compassion. Right. That's nice. There's a lot of empathy there. That's good. 
Oh yeah, I mean, I um, yes, I can totally relate. Actually, uh, I had uh, I did a whole. I was at, at that time. I was still serving in the pulpit, and I I did a a service, ex, you know, uh, a sermon um, explaining it. And when I and I said to them, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna cry when I read this poem, and I'm so sorry, but you know, and I read it, and I looked up, everybody was crying. Uh, but it was uh, well, maybe that they needed that. Really, oh yeah, yeah. It it was mm-hmm. it was very comforting to have everybody cry with me. So yeah, um, it is. You know, the post office didn't think so. <laughs> no, I think everybody's gone through that, or not everybody, but anybody who's an animal lover, uh, somebody. I'm sure they've lost their animals, and it's a very hard thing to go through, in my opinion. Especially if you're there when they transfer out, and I was uh, just so yeah, absolutely. I wasn't. I wasn't not going to be. I had to be there holding the space for that. But I'll tell you, it's um, yeah. It's, I think it's worse than the physical death of a family member, quite honestly. Like a two-legged, for me it was definitely. I I think I think because they are not, you know, a person is independent, but the animals mm-hmm. are a part of you, and and right. you know and you know it's. I, I can't imagine not having one of those monsters around. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, they're a joy. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But um, you know, when you when you were talking about um, time travel and and such, um, remember remember a long time ago we I, I did a thing that was uh, remote viewing mm-hmm. as a group. And and we went to places, and I talked you through them and and visualized what we were seeing. the uh, the mm-hmm. other The other night, I was watching some ancient alien stuff, and mm-hmm. they were they were going into um, uh, underground chambers and stuff like that, and they were describing exactly what we were seeing when we were doing that remote viewing. And mm-hmm. and as far as the as far as the the walls lighting up and as far as the glow and as far as it was you know i, oh, I sat okay. there looking at it and saying oh my god that's what we saw in the, in in the underground tunnels and stuff that's you know and mm-hmm. it was just it was amazing so um well who's to say they're not data mining that work because that work was accessible to listen to and interact with before they did their documentary so oh, that's, on ancient that's aliens. true I have to say, Ancient Aliens does not come up with their own original material. I'm sorry. I know I've tracked them for a while now. So sometimes they'll take information from others and then they'll utilize it and spin on it and create their own. So just a heads up on the, you know, just my two cents on them. So, but it could have been for well, that exactly. Is it? You had it out there for everybody. You know, when you put data out there, um, you'd be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, how many people behind the scenes are actually logging a lot of that information. A lot of it. Oh, it's still out there. It's still on the yep. website. Anybody can go and do mm-hmm. those meditations. Um, yeah. But, but <clears throat> you know, um, you actually actually brought up one other thing that I did want to kind of go into a little bit. In, in the ancient aliens, to me, while it's fascinating, and, and some, of, some of the research is interesting to look at, uh, you know, I'm seeing things that I'm not going to travel to see, so it's it's cool to see them on the, on, on the screen. Mm-hmm. But have you noticed that everything is alien? There's it, it's taking everything away from a spiritual slash religious concept and making it alien. 
Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned this to me, and it, I, that's very important. Yeah, go ahead. And it does feel to me as though there is another conspiracy um, into taking taking us away from, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't agree with organized religion, um, but a religious philosophy is important for a lot of people. And they're taking everything away from a religious philosophy and saying it wasn't a religious or a divine entity at all. It was an alien. Mm-hmm. And right. everything is an alien. There's there's nothing that is of a divine nature in, in that whole series. And it's sort of like if you look at it enough, you know, basically they're saying, oh, that wasn't an alien. That wasn't an angel. That was an alien. And, you know, who time traveled or who came interdimensionally and saved, you know, Isaac's son or, you know, it's all it's all alien stuff. Um, Enoch and the wheels and the wheels that that those were spaceships and and into the Chinese stuff and the dragon that brought the the first em- the yellow emperor down. That was a spaceship, and you know, there's nothing in any of that stuff that says there there is a divine entity out there that that created all of this. Mm-hmm. And right. Yeah, it's a redirect. Yeah, I, I I see that too. And and I know we've talked about that. You've mentioned that before, and I think it's a very good point you make for the listeners to when you're watching that show to see how that is being redirected in a sense. And you know, it is what it is in such your belief systems and your religious. Um, you know, how, where you come from insofar as your pathway, but I find that there's something very uh, cold about that in a sense. I mean, we do have this law of grace that's connected to us, divinity, higher consciousness, you know, initiation through the Godhead. I mean, there's very sacred um, events that happen to us as cosmic beings. And yes, we can incorporate the cosmic mystical aspects, but you don't want to lose that spiritual consciousness. In my opinion, you don't. Because if you do that, I find that it just gets completely you know, contorted into something very cold, very empty, you know, a day of Absolutely. Yeah. I mean there there are fascinating things on this planet that can't be explained at the moment. Um but but to be perfectly honest with you, I think that the 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 capabilities we have as a spirit on this planet um if we were to access the powers that we have, we could accomplish a lot of the stuff that they're saying that couldn't be done by men. You know, it had to be aliens. Well, you know, we are powerful beings. We just haven't, you know, I don't know, read that chapter in the in the in the direction manual or something. Because if you stop and think about, you know, look at look at the coral castle down in Florida. Mm-hmm. That man moved yeah. all of those boulders and everything else all by himself, and he didn't have an alien helping him. And he did it all at night when nobody could see or look. But but he utilized something that he had created, whether it was his own power, whether it was magnetic, whether it was uh, sonic, whether it was vibrational, whatever it was, he had figured out a way to move all of those stones and carve them. Nobody mm-hmm. ever saw him carving them either. So, um, And he wasn't an alien. He was making the castle for his fiancée that never came. But, mm-hmm. but that's a pretty cool place, you know, yeah. But you look at that and you realize that one man was able to do all of that all by himself. He didn't mm-hmm. have little green men coming in at night. I mean, 
and I'm not saying there aren't little green men. I mean, there are still little people around. Um, they're still in Hawaii. They're still um, in Polynesia in the 1800s. The little people, like two feet high, three feet high, were still on the um, on the consensus as as mm-hmm. a, a race that is there. I mean, they still exist. So or existed then, but but what what I'm saying is, a lot of the things that they're saying were alien whatevers are are, are something that we are capable of. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how, but I do know that 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 because we work with vibrations, because we work with sound, it has something to do with that. I'm not sure how it is. I you know that's that's not my forte this lifetime. I don't think. But, you know, I wouldn't mind if I could, you know, teleport to my son's house without driving. That would be that would mm-hmm. be cool. Well, it has a lot of configurations. Right. I mean, that's what my book talks about, my uh, my new book on analysis of time travel. But, yeah, we are. We are that multidimensional design. The problem is, once again, it, it's the programming here. It's all it's all inverted in the sense that they're not getting the tools uh, information-wise to, to navigate through the multidimensional spectrum. And now we have a military, a global military, which I talk about often in the sense of, how they're trying to dominate the electromagnetic spectrum, which means you're you're the anomaly that you know mastering the the non-human domain, mastering the the spiritual domain. You know, it's not just about your bio suit; it's more about the other aspects of your frequency and states of consciousness, which is a big deal. And that does connect into phase shifting, bilocation, teleportation. I can guarantee you that these these black science departments and the illusion of space time know exactly what we're talking about, know exactly how it's done, just like we do, and and they're not running interference with their own personnel to some degree. Uh, I guarantee you there's there's two there's two realms existing simultaneously. One is breakaway advanced sciences and technology and the one is and the other one's here. And this one here is no good. And it doesn't mean you eradicate everybody here, but you have to reset, yes. And you have to re educate, but in a good way, not in a brain you know, manipulative brainwave control type thing, but just educating through consciousness and spirit, through through the frequency, the resonance. And, and, you know, everybody has that ability. Everybody, everybody, listening, not listening, everybody has been thinking of someone in the phone ring or or they've been between sleep and, and not sleep and they felt like they fell into their bed. And that's their, 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 their etheric body coming back into their physical body because they've, they've been, they've been um, astral traveling. I mean, everybody has experienced those two things. And if you've experienced those two things, then you know what you are capable of, and it's a matter of working on developing it through meditation, through insight, through inspiration, through through all of the things that are not logical and sensible. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, guide me to that direction or take me into that place. Or, um, you know, it, it's, it's a matter of, how do I, oh, it's, uh, here, it's better than, it's, it, it, you go one step beyond believing into knowing. Mm-hmm. And when you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And when you know, then you then you can make it work, and you can play with it. And none of, I mean, this should be this should be part of school. This should be part mm-hmm. of of you know development of of learning to meditate, learning to to utilize those telepathic skills that we've got. I mean, it's it's. Um, 
It's an amazing thing. It makes you more alive. You know exactly what I'm talking about. When you get into this particular mindset, it's not mindset. You turn your mind off and you allow spirit to just, you know, have a heyday with whatever's going on. It is it is invigorating. It is it is exciting. It is, uh, unfortunately, you know, for having a show this late at night, it means that I won't go to sleep and probably you won't either for, for quite a while. Because you get high on the energy. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. And that's, and that's that stream of consciousness that you're talking about, you know, riding that wave and just letting your, your higher self over soul, super conscious, you know, kind of ride the helm and take the helm to some degree on that one. I totally agree. What you're describing is a mystery school teaching to some degree. You know, people are being taught ancient mystery school teachings today. Today, I mean, they're, they're going into these kinds of ideas and concepts and they're using it for mainstream television, you know, they'll kind of give you a glimpse, but it's really about that deep level of initiation and our cosmic heritage and, and all the wonderful things that are associated. So, yeah, it's uh, to me, I, to me, that's the most beautiful thing to feel. Is that that's when you really feel alive. If you ask me, is when you're charged up psychically and energetically, and you and it's like electricity. I mean, you just feel the energy. And and nowadays, it's like there's a dimming down and a dialing down in a sense of the, the whole energetic, you know, of what's happening here as a collective is very murky to me. So um, that, oh, yeah. that definitely needs to change. I think and that's something, you know, if people want to know if they have been exposed to something spiritual or, or something pure or not, um, the best way to know if you have been in the presence of a spiritual anything is if you are charged and excited and joyful. And mm-hmm. you just can't wait to talk about it. I mean, that 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 energy that you get from a true spiritual experience is, and, and there's no way to fake it. You either are or you're not, mm-hmm. and 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 it's it's sort of like, I mean, I've been to lectures where I almost, you know, I was almost sleeping. It was, you know, but it was supposedly a very spiritual whatever, and it wasn't. And then I've been to other places where I just couldn't wait to get out and talk to somebody about what I had heard. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 really yeah, it's a DNA hot. activator. It's what you're describing, yeah. Well, that's what it sounds like to some degree. But, yeah, I agree. And then and a lot of people don't realize their own energy. So it, it, they're, like, feeling like they're asleep or maybe they're feeling like they're not awakened. And as soon as they get something that's more of a, you know, an activator, so to speak, like a DNA activator, then they start going online, energetically online, not not on the computers. And I'm telling you, yeah, it's like the, the lights just completely, you know, start powering up. And that's what I've noticed with people uh-huh. in the past, even people I've worked on. It's just like all of a sudden who turned on the lights because there they are. And wow, I feel so different because it was like, well, who were you before? It wasn't like they were different in a sense of not being there, but it, there was a dimming down. And I think that's happening a lot, um, as I mentioned earlier. Well, it's also you can, you can, you know, uh, you read books. I read books a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know when an author is in that space because – Mm-hmm. You just flow through the whole book. You know, you read 500 pages, 700 pages, and it was nothing. And then mm-hmm. then you read a book where you are just struggling to get through a chapter because it's so mm-hmm. intellectually uh, concocted that that it takes all of the, the magic and the majesty out of the concept that they're writing on. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and and then then I you know recently um, read you read a book about an author who was talking talking about um, oh Solomon and Solomon's zeal and and you know Hiram Abiff Hiram Abiff and all of that 
but he didn't know what he was talking about, and I was just, I was reading the words, and it was like, oh, this is such, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Why is he writing this? Hmm. And not not that I know exact, but I do know the consensus of spiritual philosophy behind that whole thing, mm-hmm. and he was just way off base. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was resonance. talking about, about worms dissolving stones, and it's like, are you crazy? You know? Maybe he's on some kind of psychedelic. Book. Oh, okay. No, I think he... Oh. You know, it was a fictional book, and he, you know, he took liberties, and and anybody with us with any sort of spiritual background, he was he was he was traipsing in a territory he shouldn't shouldn't have been traipsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I think when they're writing fiction, uh, anything like I said, that's someone I kind of push it aside, um, unless I really want to read something to just zone out or something. I, I don't do that though. I usually there has to be purpose when I read. At least I try to make it that way. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, and there's, there are, there are some good fictional books that have been written mm-hmm. that were thoroughly researched so that they had, they had good history behind them, so that it was like, yeah, okay, I can relate to that. And you know, every now and then, you know, in reading one of these books, uh, there will be a trigger that says, ah, yes, I remember that, I've heard of that, and you know, it, it, it makes me more a part of whatever it is I'm reading. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like you you can find that in everyday life. You know when somebody has that sparkle in them that you're attracted to or not. And it's not that they mm-hmm. aren't nice people. It's just that they can't relate to the same um, material that you can, I guess, or or philosophy or lifestyle or or whatever. But there is there's something there, and and I think that that. Today, it's so important for people to to realize that that we are capable of so much more. I mean, if you want to take it into religion, Jesus said all this and more you can do. He meant it. Mm-hmm. He was a totally actualized, consciously person. He had Christ consciousness. And he was mm-hmm. able to utilize that consciousness to do what he did. It wasn't necessarily a divine gift from his father, you know. I mean, that's that's how we that's how we've described it. But the reality is, he was a totally actualized person consciously, so mm-hmm. so that he was able to do the things that he did, a master for sure, and mm-hmm. and it's something that that everybody could could um, aspire to. I mean, not that we're going to raise the dead, not smart. But um, but you know the the um, the the understanding of the energy that's in everyone and everything, and how you can draw upon it and use it, and and walk on water if you have to. Mm-hmm. That'd yeah. be so it's cool. But an analogy. Yeah. yeah, it's um. No, I agree. In a sense, but it's the ascended master field. Yeah, it's definitely that frequency band that everybody has a connection to with the Godhead. But, yeah, everything's been kind of contorted. You know, once again, it's the religious indoctrination programs that create their version of what they want people to believe, a little piece here, a little piece there, baby steps with this. And and it's kind of a disservice because it only gives people a little tiny glimpse of something that's a potential when they actually have the sequencing within their own DNA to create and make it happen. So that's where we, we well, you know, talk about the seekers. That's where they come from. They they start seeking for, else, you know, something else that's more tangible. And, and you know, what gets me is... Um they are trying to create a new religion of AI. 
Their version, though. Yeah, and, it's, it's the electronic god, yeah. And and aliens, you know. Oh, don't forget the aliens. I mean, well, I yeah, know there version, are yeah. aliens. I know there are aliens out there. Mm-hmm. But I don't think there are as many as they are saying. And mm-hmm. and I think that that they are just taking everything that they can't explain and saying it was alien intervention. And mm-hmm. you know that that to me is is frightening. But but yeah, I guess it's humanity, that narrative. Yeah, and 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 swaying the population into thinking that we are incapable of stuff but the aliens can do it for us that's put it that's cre- that's making the aliens god right yeah well, there's your electronic command program right there and of course that's part of yeah. the man's version of, of machine learning with artificial intelligence so once again delegating your power to something inanimate and then try to animate it through your own life force which of course they do to some degree but yeah they're all off base and i think they do it deliberately quite honestly i think they're trying to derail control manipulate the collective in general to accommodate their their version of what they want to create with a false matrix. And it works. It works. I'm sure it's worked for centuries. You know, before we even showed up on the map, they've been doing stuff like this. So they're they're manipulators. They're good at it. So So it doesn't surprise me. So what's the end game? The end game, in my opinion, I think they're just trying to cause everybody to go extinct and and derail their psychic energy, their their beautiful cosmic consciousness into their version of of whatever they want to manifest here. And it seems to me like they're, they're not able to navigate beyond a certain configuration in space-time, at least from what I've seen from them. Even when they say they can break orbit and go certain destinations, it seems like there's always some kind of an intercept. I don't think they can get away with what they think they can, at least that's my impression. But, you know, they'll get away with it as long as people allow them to. If people were to stand up and say, you know, I don't agree with you, and, and it's agree to disagree at that point, but nowadays it's not. It's it's censorship. So if you disagree with what they want to tell you, you're you're the problem. So they don't even coexist anymore. They don't even have a nice debate or philosophy. That's another problem. I don't know if I answered your question, but that's just a lot of things I'm looking at. Well, it's, well you know, it's, you, you can see what they're doing, mm-hmm. but where is it going to get them? Is it, is it going to, excuse me, is it going to get them at some point in time to a one world order? Is that what they're looking at? Is, you know, I think that's probably what they're looking at. To some degree, when you think about it, even if they control, manipulate everybody's brainwaves here, the illusion of you're, you're multidimensional, you have your own sovereign domain on a cosmic scale, even though people don't acknowledge it. There's a whole different spectrum in a different universe when it comes down to uh, what they're doing here is creating more entanglements, if you ask me, and I think that's going to be a problem. And I think that's one of the reasons we've had such self-replication when it comes down to our history and the illusion of history. It's always replicating itself because they never they never stay out of people's stuff. They, they're constantly you know, trying to control, manipulate. They just won't let go. And, and to me, I think they've created you know, too many problems. So... But that's what this order, in my opinion, what you're seeing today and what you're feeling, that vibe you're feeling, pretty sure it's connected to uh-huh. what I call the no world order or whatever you want to call them, the handlers, the operators, the controllers, the manipulators, um, the people who want to play God with a little G with a 1%, a high amount of money, you know, very, very advanced uh, technologies that's not even theirs or their legacy. I mean, I see all that falling into a configuration right now, but none of it has any value. And we're feeling the vibe because we're not from here. When I say we're not from here, we're not from this configuration. And, and that's cosmic uh-huh. origins, once again. And you know it. And you can tell by your pulse, your blood, your frequency, your consciousness, your spirit. You talked about it earlier, the electricity and that energy you feel when you know something's right in spirit. It's all part of that. And I've been feeling it for a long time here. I'm like, no, this is not good. This is not right. This timeline's not right. I keep telling people this is all off. It's all off. And it's just getting more and more bizarro. Well, it just it's sort of like there's a runaway train 
And the people that have made the train run away don't realize it's running away. They are no longer in control of it. Right. Yeah, they're too mad. I think they're kind of uh, crazy. That's the right terminology. Well, manipulated. I guess that is crazy. You know, I, I don't want to change the subject, but I, I wanted to mention we've talked about David Dubine before, and I know you've, you've, you've met with him or at least you communicated with him on uh, Skype. He has some really interesting data about Jupiter. I don't know if you've been paying attention to it, but you might want to take a look. And I haven't been dialing into it too much. I just heard about this, but apparently it's been heating up dramatically. And he was talking about the atmosphere heated up 700 degrees Celsius, warmer, and, and 1,292 degrees warmer on the left side. The atmosphere expanded 80,000 miles. Um, he has a video out on this, and I don't want to change the subject, but I just thought that was very interesting. David Devine. Yeah, David Dubine. Okay. I will, I will check so, that out. Yeah, well, just think about it. But what's going on here is, is, is in my opinion, it's happening to not just Jupiter. It's happening to all the other um, celestial bodies out there. And I find that that's going to be kind of a chain reaction to here. So when we look at see what's happening here in the manipulators, and you were talking about the runaway train, my point is that there are other trains running. And, and in my opinion, this is one of them. Something's going on, something very big in our cosmos, and people are not paying attention to it or it's being you know, redirected for other purposes. So. Just something to look at. I'll try to send you the link if you want the video on that. It's very interesting. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Because I find that, you know, if you if you all are seeking, um, take a look and see, you know, there's plenty of questions, you know, what's causing this. And to me, that's huge. That's a big deal. Something's really ramping it up. I've been also reading a lot about how they have come to the conclusion, at least certain people have come to the conclusion, that the moon is um hollow and mm-hmm. it was a was a um the the dust on the moon is older than if you can age it, it it's older than the earth so that so that um according to what i've been reading this is a, another theory i'm not saying it's my theory but it's another theory that that it was brought into orbit uh, around the Earth, um, it wasn't always there. It was brought into mm-hmm. orbit around the Earth. That the the ground itself is only about two miles deep, and then the interior of it, um, they they found that they could it, it rang like a bell uh, when mm-hmm. the astronauts uh, did some stuff. And you know uh, that that the dust on them, the the fact that the craters are not as deep as they should be, because there there is a protective um, shield around whatever is inside of the moon, and that it mm-hmm. really is a satellite that that has been you know and, and and is that satellite active or is it is it so old that that whoever put it there forgot about it and and you know, I know that the, on the dark side of the moon there, there's whole bunches of um uh, of, of different um structures that that are are functional now theoretically but mm-hmm. what what's what's your feeling on that well i I've, I've written about it my what I've noticed and what I've um, dialed into was was it was it came from a different space like configuration so it did show up i didn't I don't say it was towed in. It's not my impression. It's more like it was pulled into a different um, configuration. It, it literally arrived from elsewhere. So there is that ancient aspect of it. On a technological scale, I see that too. And, and when you're looking at the um, the device itself, when I look at it as a device, 
to me, I, I find uh-huh. that it was damaged, but there are some uh, there are some levels to it which can be reactivated. So I don't think it's dormant at all. And another aspect to me, um, or what I'm looking at too, is this: when I um, when I see what they're doing in that configuration, I think it's breaking orbit again. I think it's going to leave. And I've called that out several times over. Whether people want to believe it, it doesn't matter. You know, people say, well, it's disintegrating this, that, and the other. No, I'm seeing it as it's going. It, it came in from a different space-time configuration. It's going to leave. And a lot of other things are going to happen at that point because we're going to be moving into a different space-time configuration. And that's part of the work I've been work, um, you know, talking about with some of the stuff that I've been dialing into on, on my own gnosis. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, I think it kind of goes into a dovetail with that, that um, information. But they're in a real yank to be controlling anything connected to the moon. It's like a territory they want to dominate, you know, here on this world. Well, if that if the moon does leave orbit, what does that do to the Earth? Because you know the the tides and everything rely upon um, mm-hmm. the moon. Right. Yeah, I know. So what would that do? <laughs> so what would that do to us? Well, in my opinion, I see a, I see an intersect. I see a different configuration coming in. Yeah, it's going to be very different, very, very different. You know, they talk about the new Earth star and a lot of other things. Um, and, and the idea behind a new Earth star would be pulling it into a different configuration where everything gets rewired. It's like the invisible realm, the Ethernet, completely goes online. And that what we use as technology, even the most advanced technologies, has no value because it becomes obsolete. We're dealing with a real intelligence system. And I think that's where we're heading. Um, that's just my perception and my gnosis of where I've been you know, when I've been dialing into some stuff. So it, it's very interesting. And I said before, I, I'm always amazed when I look at that moon. I'm like, why are you still here? Um, because it's not supposed to be, my opinion. Uh, that's just what I get. So I now love the, it. The, um, oh, it is. But the the uh, the, the dust, the, the stuff that they brought back from the moon, it is made up of titanium and, and a lot of the other stuff that – one would use to create a crust around uh, something else to protect mm-hmm. it from space and stuff right. like that. So, mm-hmm. um, like terraforming. You know, yeah, yeah. My my feeling is that that it is artificial. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So that so, so that um, <clears throat> yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. Well, you know, you can dial in when you want to. Just take a look at it sometime, but don't blame me if you see something you don't like. No, no. <laughs> I mean, well, you're predicting I, nuclear I think... war, so hey, I don't feel bad. If I say the moon's breaking orbit, don't worry. You're predicting something I else. Said I, I said I saw a bomb dropping. I didn't say it. see a nuclear right. so you give me the location war, but I saw on the map, nuclear... so I know where to evac. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, yeah, Thanks. it'll be the Ukraine. Oh, okay. Wow, I think, pretty good. I think... I think he's taking out of his. I think he's taking his troops out of that one particular town on purpose because that's where he's going to drop it. Well, you know you're pretty good with that, so yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. That's all your radar. You know, I have to ask you a question. I was going to ask you real sure. quick, Barbara. You remember when you were uh, talking about that rumbling underneath the ground? Did you ever figure out what that was around where you live? The I noise. I believe it's tunnels. I believe it's Oh, you do? Okay. Is it still going on? Yeah. The mo- uh, nope. Haven't heard it lately. And um, apparently Nashville has a lot of tunnels that were put in place during the Civil War and stuff like that. But the rumbling that, that I heard was a couple of miles down. So hmm. that's exactly what it, I, I, I am sure that's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Every time I I... I Gonna, well, it won't sound strange to you. Every time I've looked into it, 
I see tunnels that are smooth on the sides, um, and they're just they're empty and they're 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 waiting for something. Apparently, they are. Uh, I I don't know where the tunnel goes to. I just mm-hmm. checked in. I I know it's a tunnel because I've seen it. I went down to it, and the sides are all really smooth. It's it's almost like um, they're polished. Hmm, and interesting. And they they wow. they have the they have the capacity to glow. I mean, it's not like effervescent. Like fluorescent. It's not like it's it's like there's something in whatever the walls are that that if there is a physical presence there, um, it will glow. You know that reminds so me of reacts, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think I I don't know where it's going. I I do think it's going to the west coast. I I do feel the 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 uh, tunnel itself was was going to the to the west. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting um, to see if it goes you know through through where uh, Yellowstone is because there's an active volcano there. So well, it's not active, but it it could be active. So. I think they're going to um, avoid active volcanoes, but it feels to me as though it's down low enough. Now, this is going to sound really weird, but that's all right. Um, it's down low enough so that when the when the plates that the continents are on shift, it will be below that, so the tunnel will mm-hmm. remain. Very interesting. Do you think that's been there before they showed up? Like, in other words, they just kind of used it and... And expanded it a little bit more, but it's been built initially earlier. Probably. Yeah, that's what it sounds I, like. I, I, I find it interesting. And, Go ahead. But it definitely, you know, the 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 booms that we heard were explosions of some sort. But um, I know it's several miles down, and you know the okay. the the tunnels that are here in in Nashville were you know made for moonshining and stuff like that. <laughs> So they're, wow. they're not that That's far fun. down. Mm-hmm. But, oh, yeah, and, and during the Civil War, they had tunnels that, that were taking um, bodies to, to hospitals and stuff like that underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah, it's, yep. it's, it's, it's Swiss cheese here. Um, they, they, you know, moonshining was and is still, still happily in, in – my neighbor has a relative who makes moonshine, and she said as soon as he's out of jail, she'll get some. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's supposed to be really okay. strong stuff. I've never had moonshine before, but I hear it's like really potent. Yeah. I mean, uh depending on how good it is. I mean, it it either tastes like turpentine or it's or it tastes good. I mean, there is a, a apparently a a good taste to it. Um I am a wimp when it comes to alcohol, so I, even if it's mm-hmm. the best stuff that tastes like honey, I will think it's disgusting. But I am curious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I am too. I had Uzo one time at a wedding, and I, I don't even remember driving the car. That's <laughs> when I was really young. But Uzo's strong. I, but I never had Uzo, and then I was like, what is this stuff? Holy cow. So, um, yeah. No, it is. I think it, it, the angels it, it watching my it, back. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I can't drink. I mean, I am definitely yeah. not not one. Um, I'm not even a happy a happy drunk, I go right from being normal to throwing up. So, you oh, know, no. you, just, That's not you my don't thing want either. To, yeah. 
I, I just uh, drinking is besides that it, drinking is alcohol is a depressant. Why would anybody mm-hmm. drink something that would depress them? I agree. I don't understand that. I like coffee. That. I'm the opposite spectrum. I'm like Captain Janeway. I like my coffee. And I drink so you, less you, of it now than I've, I've ever drank. Been drinking, but yeah, yeah, I do like it. Well, well I, I, I like my you know I, I like to be in control. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I like my caffeine, you know, I and that that is a I like caffeine. Um I don't like co- I haven't learned to drink coffee yet, but I'm still trying. Um Oh, you drink tea? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. I I drink the only thing the only tea I drink is is the coat throat, the stuff that you can taste it tastes more like licorice than anything else, which mm. I love. Um mm-hmm. but but no, I'm not I'm not a uh a, a hot drink person. I'm a cold drink person. Mm-hmm. I I I don't like coffee, but I love coffee ice cream. Oh well, that's good stuff. Uh, I I like uh, the yeah, chocolate uh, chip. My favorite. You know, we just derailed well, our whole favorite. show, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. But but um, to get back on topic, um, I. You know, the more the more that I that I that I learn, the more that I I am looking at the the, the stuff, the 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 antiquity that has you know gone to the bottom of the sea and everything. The, the more you begin to realize that the, the that humanity as a whole has been capable of so much amazing stuff, and and it's not because there were aliens whispering in their ears; it's because they were intelligent. I think when when people think of of antiquity they think of people whose brains aren't developed and the reality their brains were even more developed than ours most probably mm-hmm. because when at you, least they were using stopped, a great percentage yeah well yeah well look at the astrology they didn't have mm-hmm. the, the 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 garbage in the air that that we have now i mean they they had the time to look at the stars they had the time to understand you know the placement of the stars and and um you know they use they use they use little little holes in rocks that they had water in that they used for stargazing and for tracking the star, star the stars as they went you know through their through mm-hmm. their routine or and everything i mean you know they were they were they were clever and they they had charts and they had records and and of course um you know, you look at the Aztecs and and what the Spanish destroyed all of their codexes. I mean, and mm-hmm. and and then of course the Greeks or the Romans, the Romans burned the the uh, the uh, library at Alexandria. I mean, our 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 history has left us messages to utilize, and we've destroyed them. And mm-hmm. and you right. know, you know, I I have been an advocate of the the stone chambers and stuff like that that are in the Northeast for for decades now, and my new theory is that most of them were built with with stones that were um, granite. Granite is a great deal of it is quartz. Quartz is used mm-hmm. to store information in. I think those chambers are are wisdom holders. And mm-hmm. and there 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 is probably a way to get the memories that are stored there out of them instead of building patios with them. 
Right. Well, that'd be a great idea. Well, you know, it's just osmosis too, and I'm sure whether you just remotely access them or, or put your hand on the field, you'll be able to, you know, absorb the data codes if they're there. I would imagine. Well, you know, I, I've been in I've been in several hundred of them, and mm-hmm. it never occurred to me to do that to put my hands on the walls and see what I got. I know that there was a feeling in there as though a cone of silence had been put around you, <laughs> Max. Nice. Um, but 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 there 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 are no bugs in them. They're they're for the mm-hmm. most part they're very dry. They're watertight. And they've they've come through time, and mm-hmm. to to destroy them because you don't understand them is what humanity seems to do. Right. And, yeah, and I think, are they are they doing that now? I mean, are they destroying everything over there? Um, I would say that that um, of the eight hundred that used to be there, there are probably two hundred left, and they are destroying them because mm-hmm. they widen roads. They've just they, I mean, there are the men, menhirs there there that are markers or something. I, I do believe that the stones carry a history in them that people mm-hmm. aren't paying attention to. And it's the same thing with hieroglyphics. The letters, the hieroglyphic letters the Egyptians used, um, they didn't mean words. They meant concepts. And and so depending upon the consciousness of the interpreter, you're getting a different message um, as to what, what the hieroglyph means. Right. Yeah. And there's a pattern with that, too. Definitely a pattern on those glyphs. Well, I used to love Have the you, work you've done. And I remember when I interviewed you a long time ago, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just want to add, that was such an interesting conversation because I know you had done so much work on those those stone chambers. And, and I don't hear people talking about that, so... It is fascinating. Well, it's you know the is, the the documentary is out there. Nothing mm-hmm. has been done to protect them. Um, you know, frankly, when Patrick died, um, you know, it was it was hard to keep going. And and every now and then somebody contacts me with you know they want to go see a chamber or whatever. And the maps are all on the website. You know, for 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 them to to go and see at least the ones that we had that we had found but but mm-hmm. you know it's it's amazing because there's so much new material out there for instance in England they've got they've discovered new hinges where where there were i think 90 some um tall um oh gosh you know tall stones that had been buried that that are mm-hmm. are it's part of a huge huge circle that that has been buried and they've used ground penetrating radar to discover that um in mm-hmm. Machu Picchu they found uh, a doorway and the doorway with ground penetrating radar found a staircase that went down into the mountain but but I don't know if they're going to actually go any further with that the great pyramid has a huge chamber that they've found um, with ground mm-hmm. penetrating radar that is above the Grand Gallery, um, don't know if they're looking into that at all. And and then mm-hmm. the big one, King Tut's tomb, they found a doorway and a chamber um, that is beyond the place, the chamber that his sarcophagus is on. So you know they've got whole bunches of new stuff coming, opening up here, and and yet yet 
antiquity is, you know, archaeologists and or you know, the 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 the, uh, the powers that be are preventing people from from looking into these places to see what what lies beyond. Mhm. Right. Yeah. They want to be the gatekeepers of knowledge. Yeah. And it's frightening. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're. I mean, not coming to an end, though. Not, it really is. It has to come to an end at this point. Well, not that I want them to destroy or knock anything down, but you know, you can drill a very small hole and put a camera through and see what's on the other side of a wall. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you yeah. don't have to take our satellite. You don't have to take. It, yeah. Right. I mean, the ground penetrating radar you're talking about, they already know. They've already assessed and mapped everything. The, the, you know, like p- people out there who are doing the independent research, they're getting shut down because they don't want them getting the access that, that they have already, with it, especially with some of their, you know, the cloaked satellites, let's put, put it that way. So there's a lot of that going on. But I find that all these secrets, they're a disservice to everyone here. And it's just about controlling and manipulating once again and, and giving a certain percentage of information to the mass to let them chew on that for a while the whole time they're going with this breakaway and a lot of advanced technologies, if you ask me. So it certainly isn't a fair game. Well, look what they did with UFOs. You know, they, they, they did a study that the population would would not be able to handle the fact that there are aliens, and therefore they prevented sharing any of the information with the general public. Mm-hmm. Of course, the general public now knows about it all, but but, you know... It seems to me that that you know they're they're I mean, look at the stuff on the moon. They found mm-hmm. they found um, they found uh, gosh, uh, kind of like um, um, oh gosh, um, they found they found structures on the moon that they had to make sure that one of the last landings avoided landing near them so it it would knock them down. They they were like the um, the pillars that, that that are you know like um, Cleopatra's needle that's in New York and and the one Obelisk. in Pablis, um, thank you, um, and and there were like a dozen of them and they found them and they could see their shadows. I mean they're on the moon. Why? And and there's no re- no way. Yeah, I mean and 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 if you if you. Um, especially with Antarctica, I know Mary Joyce. Um, somebody had found a whole bunch of um, structures in Antarctica that, that showed a village that was there, mm-hmm. and um, the, they, they'd used, um, you know, they'd used the uh, Google Earth to find it. And when next she went back, it was all blurred out so that you couldn't see mm-hmm. it. Happily, she she mm-hmm. took. Uh, screenshots of it so i mean there there is there is a a a sense that the government doesn't want us to see or to know a lot of this stuff that's out there and and especially you know the moon stuff i mean there there are structures on the moon Mm -hmm. all kinds of things there yeah (laughs) well you know that's not their call and once again it's like thank you for deciding for me but no thanks at this point in space time because like i said before they don't have any they think they have clout, and they brainwash the mass collective to such a degree that everybody believes they have clout, but they really don't. And they're not the legacy to what's going on with extraterrestrial intelligence or ancient artifacts or our history, and that will change, and it is changing, in my opinion. And shame on them for hiding, because uh, honestly, they shouldn't have been concealing anything over these decades. And, you know, we didn't know, and none of us really knew um, 
we were just navigating the timeline until all this crazy started. I think it started even blowing up the past 20 years when it comes down to disclosure and everything else. Yeah, probably. I, I think, mm-hmm. though, that also organized religion is is really dumbing us down. And mm-hmm. um, I, feel, I feel so badly because religion, um, the spiritual foundations are so pure and so perfect. And and to have 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 a a corporation use those philosophies to manipulate the general public is horrifying for me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's real. Uh, and, and it's it's funny because you know I did serve in the pulpit for a while, and somebody said, "Why aren't you looking for a place to serve in the pulpit again?" And, and it's like you know, I'm not sure what I believe in is what they would espouse. Um, you know, the Bible is a great mm-hmm. book if you only read the red parts. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's designed I, to accommodate had... a certain group. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, it's it's interesting. I've 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 had a lot of biblical scholars on the show, and and they're fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I just I, I Gary Wayne and and James Tabor and. You know they're incredible people, and and their 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 work is fascinating, and mm-hmm. and, and yet, you know, it's kind of like, but that's just human stuff. What what about the spirit? And mm-hmm. and right. and there's and there's nothing out there that tells you about the spiritual journey that that humanity as a whole is on. Mm-hmm. And, right. Yeah, they seem to forget about that. <laughs> well, it's a different journey for everybody. That's well, yeah, but but you know, if everybody understood that they're on a separate journey and everybody's going in, in you know, our our end result is probably the same. But but the journey that we're on each each lifetime, each cycle we go through, is it's different for everybody. So you mm-hmm. can't you can't you can't say you know. My journey is right, and your journey is wrong, and your or your or our journeys are our journeys are all right. You know, the spirit doesn't make a mistake. Yours apparently did, but you know, um, because a, yeah. my, my my UFO crashed. That's all. You know, not to cut you off, but I just want to say, you know, it is given to you according to your belief. So you have all these people believing a certain thing, and that's creating the perimeter of their of their life. So depending right. on what they believe in and how they've been indoctrinated. And think about that when you take it a step further to their afterlife. Well, what did they think of? What were they focused on? What do they believe in? It's going to be given to you. It will show you, but is it true? And I think that's the biggest question people need to ask. What if, yeah, it'll show you exactly what you want to see, but is it real? And, and even when you're in between realms. So I would say be smart about that and have a lot of gnosis and, and pay attention to those things. That To me, it's almost like an initiation. So you, you need to know. And I know well, you probably get it, yeah, but. Some people may not. Well, yeah. I mean, I could see how how an Earth experience would be an initiation to a higher level of consciousness. That would make sense. You know, if you survive Earth. <laughs> you know, you oh, this made. place. I'm. I don't want to say I'm giving it the middle finger, but yeah, just about. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help. Well, it. you know, I think I think though you found a wonderful way of of sharing your gnosis. With with everybody and putting the books out there, and I think I think also what what I what I 
and, and the times that I think, do I still want to do the show? And then it's, yes, I do. Because our electronic messages that are out there on the, on the, on the wavelengths are going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. And right. at some point in time, you know, at some point in time, billions of years, people are going to pick up this broadcast and, and either laugh at it or say, well, they had the right idea. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, I think that, that, that when we put information out there, we don't know where it's going, but we know the information is there. And everybody takes it in and uses it as is appropriate for their own development and evolution. Right. And if nothing else, it makes people think, you know. But I, I think we get an A for this class, for this discussion tonight. So that's my two cents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know we had tried to go through Manly P. Hall, but I think that, that there are too many things going on now that are that are impacting everybody that that mm-hmm. it's important for us to to sort of put it out there and <clears throat> make everybody think and if all we right. do is make people think then then our job here is done um but okay. i am going to go back to to the to the aspect of i am seeking the seekers i am looking for people who are looking for information or looking for thoughts of 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 how to change their perception, because we do create our reality by our perception of it. So if mm-hmm. if our perception is we're limited, then we're limited. But if we perceive that, you know, there's more there, I'm going to reach for it, and you know, I'm not going to get a shock or anything. But I keep. But you know what keeps popping into my head is Nikola Tesla. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't even have to go drilling oil wells anymore if we use tesla energy we could we could you know we we could electrify the entire u.s for free Mm -hmm. yeah exactly that's my point that's that invisible realm i was talking about early on you know we don't need to go through this wormhole and why they're creating it is just about control manipulation as far as i can tell yeah i'm sure he was not from here definitely walk in ask me well, yeah, no, I'd agree with you on that. I mean, I, the pictures I've seen of him, it's almost like he had a secret and he just couldn't tell it. You know, it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of like the I yeah. know more than you do. Um, he was a strange, a strange coot, though. He really, mm-hmm. he was so he unique. He had, oh, Joe, <laughs> he made friends mm-hmm. of pigeons. <laughs> um, everybody tells him. Wasn't he sending the messages, or maybe they were sending messages for him? Who knows? Keep, no, they were know. just his friends. They were his friends. Mm. And and I do believe that the man was, was murdered. And I do believe the government took his, mm-hmm. his research and made sure no one will get mm-hmm. their hands on it again. With our government, though, they are they – are, it, it, it's really amazing. They store things away. They don't destroy it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I will admit – yeah, I, I will I, – I think there is. You know, I mean, hell, Area 51 could be where everything is stored. You know, it could be. I think they moved a lot of that. Well, yeah, there's a new Area 51. I don't know what number it is, but, you know, they're they're being um, so cavalier. It's a national security site now, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, I think they they moved a lot of um, exotic things, exotic technology. But from what I've seen, they're doing a lot with weaponized warfare, which means the um, the types of artificial intelligence I'm familiar with with global satellite systems. So it's... uh, Artificial intelligence related. A lot of it is. Wow. Uh, you know, we'll see well, what so, they come so, up with. 
what they so, pull out of the rabbit so hat. So we're gonna right? have we're gonna have we're gonna have robots fighting the next war. <laughs> we all like the Cylons, right? From Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I love see? Cylons. I wish they worked for me. <laughs> well, can you can you see a battlefield where suddenly everything stops because their batteries ran out? <clears throat> Wouldn't I that mean, be funny? Well, if they're using yeah, if they're using yeah. zero point, they wouldn't have a problem with that. But you know, everything's yeah, automated. This yeah. is nothing. You can ruin people's lives with a joystick in a control room somewhere across the country. You know, here in the U.S. and, yeah. and across the world, you can destroy somebody's life with drones or examples. But can yeah, you see them I mean, everything creating is, a timeout so they can charge up their batteries again. <laughs> I mean, oh, forget that. Oh this whole God. thing with the electric cars. No, that's like horse and buggy at this point. No, we're not doing that. I don't know why they're pushing it, but it's it's foolish and it needs to stop. It no hybrids for me. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, um, there's no way I wanna, I wanna rely upon. You know, I'll, I'll pay, I'll pay for gas in the car, and I'll restrict mm-hmm. my travel. You know, but I do have a hybrid car though. Um, you no, know, my friends have hybrid I cars. Everybody I know has one. I don't. I don't think. I think all. Well, how old is your car? It's uh, 2018. It's not that old. Oh, okay. Well, I, I just, um, you know, I, it, it's sort of like, I, I don't want to be controlled. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's, that's what that electric car does for sure. All those people that spent that kind of money to buy a car and then to be told not to charge it up. I mean, you know, that's ridiculous. Well, it's also a, a sci-fi, and it says the whole the whole thing is um, AI-driven. Everything's being recorded. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these new Tesla models, um, they did a, an analysis on it. And it's all surveillance, every bit of it, every bit of nice vehicles. No, but but it's all surveillance. If you want something to sit there and yeah. eavesdrop on every single thing you're doing and get video, knock yourselves out. But for me, I don't I don't go for that. That doesn't work for me. I've been through those programs, you know, with surveillance, and really prefer not oh, yeah. to have that. So you know. <laughs> Just because it, it's, you know, well, we're used to it doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah, it's as simple as that. Well, that's true. But, you know, it, it's really, um, as, a, as an independent person, I'm harmless. But the radio show gives me a voice that makes me not harmless. So, well, your remote viewing is um, good, too. Don't forget that. And, and as I said, I'd like to, I was thinking about this, you know, we were talking about that when you used to do those remote viewing exercises, which were a lot of fun. I wonder, uh, a live show doing remote viewing, wouldn't that be kind of a, a fun thing to look at sometime? Well, that's what I did. It was it was live for the people that signed mm-hmm. up for it, and then I made it and then I made it public afterwards. And you mm-hmm. know, they're still there. They're on the website. You can go and you can experience all of the and and the first couple ones, you know, had had the gardeners going by with weed whackers and stuff. So I I, I would not go to the first couple of them, but but after a while. Um, they were really quite profound, and and I'm thinking remote viewing would be cool to do. I I really, yeah, maybe we should do it again. Um, I know. I was gonna say you should do it like on a live show, like right now. We could do a remote viewing exercise, like like a show bit, maybe this one or another, but dedicating it to just live, just do it, and just let it roll. See what happens. Because what you were describing, for example, that um, underground base, we could have gone really deep with that. Uh-huh. Um, that's that's a big deal. Um, so I'm I'm just telling you, and you know, but but that's what you're honing in on is something that I think needs further investigation, and nobody's listening, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the, Bos- the Bosnian pyramid one was really 
um, incredible. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's you know, and and I would not want to make them um, too long because you know most people can't do more than a, a twenty to forty minute meditation. I do a forty minute one. That wouldn't be bad. And I found mm-hmm. I found that that. I had to talk all the way through it, or people got lost, which I which I was fascinated by, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was the, yeah. the 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 complaint was I could see everything and everything was wonderful, and then you because I I stopped talking and let them go on their own, and nobody went anywhere. So. Oh wow! So yeah, they need to learn to dial in by themselves. But yeah, I I see that uh, when I do my exercises, I give them a target reference number, and then I. I was giving them the target reference number, and they were getting really good with that to a point where I just decided to give them an object and say, go look at it. And then they would get really good hits, in my opinion. Um, so I think, you know, however you formulate it, but maybe that's where they get they get very connected to your wave of energy to a point where they're, yeah, you're like the light that's guiding them through the tunnel. So. Yeah. No, that, that was, you know, the so long as – and I tried not to be real specific about what I was see- what I was seeing, and right. and you know let them do what they were seeing. But 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 my voice seemed to hold them together. And then as a group mm-hmm. energy, it was really very profound. And um, yeah, maybe we'll do that again. Um, maybe I'll That's just uh, reconnect to that group, send them out an email, and say, want to go remote viewing again for a while? Yeah, um, I would. It's yeah. a good exercise, and it's um, I, I like doing it. Period. I don't care, and, and it's interesting. Um, but you know, people don't need to have all this military background to remote view. I, I found that the best people are the ones that don't have any experience, supposedly, and then they just dial in, and they're like getting like spot on data. Like you guys are awesome, and I've seen that more and more. And I know your group is good like that. I, I never caught your live show very often, but I would catch the replay, and I had a blast going through that. It was fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good stuff. That was that was fun, and you know, I I, I may do that again. I just, uh, it's a matter of okay, so where am I going to take them? And uh, you know, we've already been to the moon, and we've been to Antarctica, and we've been to China, and we've been you know, we haven't been to go back go back least happy. We haven't been to mm-hmm. some of the other places, and Darren Kuyu, that was really right. cool. Um, well, you could redo it. I mean, you could review it again to see if anything's altered. That's another part of it. Just because you viewed it one time doesn't yeah. mean a whole lot. I mean, timelines change, you know. So maybe maybe take a look at it again. Yeah, Namadal would be a cool one to go to, too. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done so, the Vatican? Oh. No, the library. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> maybe we should look at that one, huh? Catacombs. Yeah. Probably vacant. That would be, that would, probably. Probably they probably have their stuff stored somewhere else. I love the fact that they've got a a telescope someplace in the U.S. and the telescope's name is Satan. Oh, it's Lucifer. Yeah, Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. it's called Lucifer. Yeah, but there is a program called that, Satan in the military program that's about mind control. So that's another scenario. But it used to be anyway. I don't know if oh people use God. it. But yeah, I'll, yeah, that's um, yeah, all kinds of stuff. But yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it, they have the new still, one, the Webb Telescope. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, well, you know, I, it's you know the the remote viewing is is still right there on the website along with um, remote viewing, and there was one other thing we did too. So, um, 
be fun. Well, actually, now that they have all of the new stuff, like the the stuff in in England with the the um, with the buried stuff and and King Tut's mm-hmm. tomb, going beyond the walls to see what's there. Yeah, and the Great Pyramid. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a chamber there. Let's take a look. Uh, you know, oh, we don't need no camera. No, you don't need your yeah. camera. The camera of the spirit and the consciousness. Yeah, people um, stop delegating. <laughs> Take your power back. Make <laughs> on that. Well, maybe the, maybe we'll we'll re, we we'll reopen that up and and do some meditations and stuff like that. So, you know, it'd be worth a try. Um, we're we're kind of almost out of time. You want to tell people how to get a hold of you and where you are? Oh, certainly. Well, thank you so much, Barbara. This is once again another awesome show with you. So, thank you for joining me tonight on Neon Twilight. We're here on your wonderful station here, uh, Nightlight. And uh, you can reach me over at nightshadowandallydetectives.com or .net. I'm also on my, my show, Hyperspaces, KCUR, 12 midnight, Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific on Fridays. And, of course, Saturday I have Raven Star Switching Hour on Saturday night, 12 midnight, Eastern Time, 9 p.m. Pacific on freedomslips.com, Studio A. And I have this wonderful show we do together, which is a blast, every month. And we, we did it. We, we connected this time. So. <laughs> Now, on on your two shows, on on the KCOR and the Freedom Slips, do you you have people you interview or um, talk with? Oh, yeah, with I or? have interviews. Yeah, I, I usually just do interviews. So this is fun. That's why I like talking and, and discussing and just going into other avenues. This is a lot of fun. Well, we'll guess. have to, you know, you've you've made me think here, so maybe I have to Good. do some other stuff too. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been wonderful we will look, connect we, with you tonight. It, it is fun, and and we will check in with you at the end of the month. Yeah, yeah. This is the beginning of the I'll month. Be here. So the I'll month. be here with bells on. <laughs> okay, I, I will listen for your twinkle, um, and and we'll we'll have to figure out a, a new word for crone too. Um, That's right. Something goddess related. There you go. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. I thank you, and and I will talk to you again okay. soon, and we will we will do some figuring out of other things to play with. Awesome, thank you. Okay, good night now. Hey. Okay, thank you everybody. Do tune tune in to um, tomorrow, uh, six p.m. Cool show there, and um, and then Mark has one on Tuesday too. So. Look forward to seeing you then, and until then, have a wonderful evening and new day tomorrow. Bye-bye now.